0: Hello, my name is Brad McIntyre, and you're listening to the Cultivated Playwright Podcast, episode 38. So, I want to begin this episode with a story. This story is about a young playwright. Uh, in the very, very end of the 1990s and in the early 2000s, approximately 20 years ago. This playwright had just been playwriting for a year or two. This playwright uh, was very ambitious and wanted to get his plays out into the world and began uh, sending them out. He began sending out his plays to every place he could figure out uh, where to send them. He got one of those handbooks of opportunities that they sold at bookstores, because this was the very early days of the internet, and sent his plays out to every place he could think of. He sent it out to local one-act festivals, to local theaters, He sent it to big theaters in New York and in Los Angeles. He sent his plays out as many places as he could think to send them, and he collected many, many rejection slips. He now, in present day, this particular playwright that we're talking about has a whole binder full of rejection forms, like form letters, basically informing the playwright that this particular theater will not be accepting this particular play, but thank you very much for your submission. He sent his plays out for a couple of years, and after about two and a half years of this, he basically stopped sending his plays out. He decided that maybe being part of the American theater as a playwright uh, was not going to be his bag because it just wasn't working out for him. He went on writing plays, but he decided from then on he would just do his own thing. Uh, He would write plays for his own theater company and he would perform plays himself. Later on, years later, he got into uh, solo work about a decade later and made one-person shows and he often performed his own one-person shows and took them around the country, around North America, really. And he did have opportunities here and there. When 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 opportunities arose, he would let other theater companies do his plays, and he would uh, get productions put on in local festivals and and have playwriting opportunities pop up here and there. Ever so often, he would send out his plays uh, if there was a contest that he was particularly interested in, or you know something that he particularly uh, thought was worth paying attention to, then yeah, he would, he would send his stuff off. But mostly, this young playwright had given up, operating the way a playwright in the American theater would normally operate. He wasn't concerned with having a career like most playwrights have careers, uh, which is to submit your play to as many play, playwriting opportunities as possible, and then move on from from smaller theaters to bigger and bigger more ho- high profile theaters and then finally getting your plays done off broadway or the equivalent getting published uh maybe getting your play uh done at a major regional theater and maybe being adapted into a screenplay or being invited or somehow segueing into writing for television or film or video games most playwrights that he knows nowadays they don't stick with just playwriting if they make a career as a play uh, as a writer, they have segued from playwriting into writing other things or show running television shows or something of that sort. Instead, this young playwright went off to do his own thing. Now, flash forward 20 years to the present to 2023, and this young playwright has continued to write plays these last 20 some odd years, and admittedly and hopefully. He has become better and better at writing plays because he hasn't stopped writing plays in the last 20 some odd years. These plays are far met, far better in quality than the plays that he wrote 20 years ago, which naturally should be the course of things. If somebody sticks with something long enough and continues to improve themselves, the product of what they make should, in theory, get better and better and better, and even though it is subjective. For the playwright in question is the one narrating this podcast episode. They have gotten better. They, they structurally are better. They're more interesting. The content is better. He's found his voice. Over the last 20 years, this playwright has found the kind of plays he likes to write. Uh, these weird and wonderful and humorous and hard-hitting plays. And he's finally ready to make another stab at it. All this is to say is that I have made a website. <laughs> As you can tell from the title of this particular episode, I've made a website. Me making a website is not unique. I have made many, many websites in my time. In fact, one of the skill sets I have acquired over the years of running a theater company and being a uh, kind of a self-initiating artist is a whole list of skills that have nothing to do with theater at all. Um, These include website design, graphic design, copywriting, so on and so forth. My my skill sets are, are very wide in order to uh, accomplish the adjacent things needed for maintaining myself as a theater artist. So I can edit sound, I can edit video, you know, <laughs> I make podcasts and so on and so forth. So all that is to say, uh, making a website is not that unique, but this particular website stands out for me. The reason it stands out is because I have taken another stab at being a professional playwright in the American theater. And I need to, I, that all needs to be one of a piece, so to speak. And what I mean by this is I consider myself a professional playwright. I've considered myself a professional playwright for years. That's because my plays have been produced and put on, and people have been paid to perform them, and I have made money off of my plays and my playwriting practice. But I don't consider myself really part of the greater American theater community, don't send my plays out for, for residencies, for grants, uh, for production opportunities that often out and about to the places where everybody else sends their plays. And because of this, I feel kind of isolated. I, I've just done my own thing and I don't regret doing my own thing. In fact, that's the only course of action that has made sense to me is to, to concentrate on my own work and do, do, do a lot of my plays myself. Like I, I produce them or I perform in them and that's how they see the light of day. And because of that, my plays have had audiences and not big audiences, but audiences all the same, but I would like my plays to have a life after me, apart from me. And lately, a couple of things have happened that have kind of spurred me into taking playwriting as a career, quote unquote, a little more seriously. One of those things is uh, a new podcast that came out called Playwrights Spotlight. And I encourage you to seek it out if you get a chance. I believe you can get it on all major like uh, podcasting, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, you know, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and uh, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, it is uh, hosted by this guy out of Los Angeles whose name I can't remember at the moment, but he's a very good interviewer and he interviews a bunch of playwrights. And about their process and their backgrounds and i've been listening to how a lot of these playwrights have kind of come up in the world and what i've gathered from this wonderful podcast that this guy has put together is that none of these playwrights has a very traditional straightforward journey a couple of them have a couple of them you know were actors first and then decided They wanted to write their own stuff and then almost immediately their plays caught on with big theaters and they kind of moved up the ladder um in the american theater but a lot of them have kind of untraditional paths and they tried a bunch of different things so listening to kind of uh the backstories of of playwrights in this new podcast the playwrights spotlight has made me think about playwriting as a career and as an occupation lately And I'm thankful for this new podcast and I encourage you to go listen to it. If you get a chance, I've, I've basically discovered it maybe a year into it already existing. So I've been skipping around and catching up and, and stuff. And I will say, I'm going to, even though I want you to listen to the podcast and I'm, I'm very favorable towards it. I will dig on it a little bit because the guy somehow has a, a weird, uh, I don't know, bias against solo performance. Uh, he thinks of it as therapy, and only confessional theater, even though the format is way larger than that. I just uh, I don't know what kind of one-person shows he's been exposed to uh, over the years, but that's how he seems to see solo performance when he mentions it from time to time in this podcast. Uh, but he's an excellent interviewer, and he asks really great questions. Um, enough so that it's made me kind of want to interview playwrights myself locally and uh, get kind of steal the format, so to speak, in a, in a small way, especially after also uh, interviewing David Hopkins, the fantasy writer uh, based in around the DFW area in a previous podcast. Anyway, this podcast has made me think about stuff. Um, also, I uh, came off of writing a full-length play that got put on last fall, last November. It was called Kesarah Giant Monster, and it is a play that I've been working on since right before the pandemic and I've kind of seen it come through readings and it's won some contests and it's had uh, a couple of different like versions of it have been put on stage and, and experienced stage readings and I finally got a chance to put it on as a full production uh, even though the full production was not technically a professional world premiere it was at a college as the college that I teach at and so I had a student group of actors and a student crew but it did fill me with that kind of like wonderful, magical feeling of potential that comes from making a new piece of theater, like making something from scratch and putting it on stage. And so this coupled with this new play, playwriting podcast. And then this is the third thing. I finally took a really good look at my body of work because I've been self-publishing uh, many of my plays over the years. I self-published a, a collection of Christmas plays uh, right before the new year, right at the end of December, 2022. It's called The Yeti in the Airport Lounge and Other Holiday Tales, and it is a, a collection of five short holiday-inspired plays, and uh, they're these short 10-minute one-acts that I wrote on commission for um, a theater company called Nouveau 47 that, that went on in Fair Park in Dallas, oh, years and years ago. And I did one a year for about five consecutive years, and they were a great deal of fun and uh, I've packaged them together and I've published them, uh, self-published them on Amazon into, in a paperback. And uh, I, will, <laughs> I will, as a little segue to this episode, I'm going to market them at the end of the summer. Because it, in August and September is when theaters start planning their holiday season. But every summer, I tried, I, for the last two years, I've tried to publish this collection of plays. Because you, when you self-publish, you have to self-format the plays. And I just never got around. I haven't gotten around to do it in the last two years. So this time, uh, the holidays came and went and I was like, I'm going to just publish it. And then I'll worry about marketing it later. So it's currently online. If you want to look it up, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, it's a paperback of mine called the Yeti in the airport lounge and other holiday tales. And I'm very, I'm very pleased with it. And the, the plays are these little short and sweet little playlets. And if you package them together, they make a really nice evening for like a, a group of actors to, to play multiple parts. Anyway, I published my plays. And when I, published the, when I published this last play on Amazon, it made me take a really good look at the plays that I have put out into the world and plays in my body of work that I'm proud of. And I've built up a collection of plays that I'm proud of. It doesn't, I, I feel like I haven't produced very much, but in the last 20 years, I've actually produced quite a bit. And it's not where I want to stop. I'm still writing plays. Um, I'm still, still have a bunch of ideas. But I kind of took a step back for the first time in a long time and looked at what I've already created. And it's a nice snapshot of, of the work I've done and kind of what I stand for as an artist. It, the, the plays are very me they're written in my voice. So together with this podcast and this production I did in the fall, and then recently publishing plays, it's made me, it's kind of sparked in me this renewed interest to take another stab at being a, a playwright in the greater quote unquote American theater. And so one of the steps to, uh, launching this effort is to, uh, Make a website for myself the website that i currently have the, my home website admittedly looks like it was designed in 2006 because i barely ever change it it is a blog spot or blogger website and uh, this is back in the days when blogging I, I made the website when blogging was a thing that people did and i've just kept the format i view my website as a portfolio for all of my activities and I have a wide variety of activities. I don't just write plays. I do <laughs> hundreds of other things that perhaps I'll talk about in a, a future podcast. Uh, I've heard somebody use the word multi lately. And uh, that word keeps popping up kind of uh, in my surroundings. And it is a word that I, I associate rather pretentious connotations to. And I don't ever refer to myself in public as a multi-hyphenate. But in fact, that is what I am. I'm, I wear many hats and I kind of practice visual art and performing art and, you know, digital art and video art. And <laughs> I have my thumb in many pies, but my, my website reflects like a kind of a, if you know me as a playwright and you go visit my bradmcintyre.com website, it's hard to get a bead on, on who I am and what I, I do as a playwright. So what I wanted to do was make a website dedicated to my playwriting. So just to the plays I write and just to myself as a playwright. And uh, that's what I did. So it's called BradmacIntyrePlays.com. All one word, com. Of course, I put a link in the show notes to this episode. But I designed it over a couple of days. Uh, I used Wix, uh, if you're interested Uh, A lot of my websites are done on WordPress or Wix or Weebly or those kind of plug and play kind of websites. I've used a great variety of different website uh, building programs over the years. Wix is a little more expensive than uh, some of the other ones. A lot of times if I don't need a particular URL, specific URL, I will not buy a domain name and just use the uh, the little extension that they put on the, the software. So for instance, this is the cultivated playwright dot And I do this, this particular podcast completely for free. I put the episodes on archive.org and I link them through Feedburner. and the website is a WordPress website and it's completely, so I use everything for free. That's how I'm able to do this podcast, by the way, is because uh, it does not generate any income and I don't have any sponsors. So at the moment, it doesn't have a dedicated URL that stands on its own. It's just the extension that goes with WordPress. And all it takes is a little bit of my time and, and energy and effort. And that's that's how I'm able to actually keep doing this podcast. Maybe someday it'll it'll make some income or segue into some sort of uh, payment for me, but uh, it's just for fun right now. Uh, It's also why I coincidentally only do it when I feel like I need to do it because I'm not on a schedule. I tried that in the early days. And (laughs) if you go back and listen to some of those episodes at the end, there's always like, eh, join me next week for uh, or I'll try to get an episode out in the next week and a half, two weeks. And it rarely happened. So now it's just catch as catch can, uh, as doing this podcast. Anyway, I encourage you to go visit my website. It is bradmacintyre.com. Or excuse me, that's, that's wrong. That's my home website. I encourage you to visit that too. But my playwriting website is bradmacintyreplays.com. and it has information on uh, a handful of plays that I'm very proud of, uh, both full-length plays, one acts, 10-minute plays. You get links to purchase some of the plays if they've been uh, put up on, uh, on Amazon. Uh, you can also see my, my solo work and uh, get to know that as well. And particularly if you're a theater company and you're looking for some weird and wonderful and bizarre work, that's how to, that's where you should go visit. That's where you should go visit. I've also, besides putting together the website, I have been submitting my plays. I've been submitting about one play, two plays, let's say two plays on average a week for the last five or six weeks, which is more than I have submitted plays in the last maybe three or four years. So it's a definite improvement. I renewed my membership to the Playwright Center and I've been using their opportunities tag you know, portion of their website to, to find out where to send my plays. And uh, because we live in a digital era, it is not that hard to reformat the play as needed for whatever the submission process is. And so I've been sending my stuff out and trying, trying to get my name back out there again. I've been basically trying to become a professional playwright once again after years and years of doing my own thing, keeping my head down, and making my own little path, I've decided to rejoin the greater community. And it's 20 years later, so hopefully I'm better now than I was then. I have already received a couple of emails of rejection already, so I don't think it's going to yield a huge difference, but I think over time, if I keep it up and keep writing, uh, I will hopefully make a small impact in some way on the greater American theater and not just my local theater and, uh, and my, my own body of work. So that's kind of the goal. Um, I'm, I'm joining the game. I'm getting back in the arena with everybody else. Anyway, that's what this podcast was about, this particular episode. Once again, the, the, the website is com. And then uh, my home website is just bradmacintyre.com, And of course, this website is cultivatedplaywright.wordpress.com. And you can get the show notes uh, and links that I've mentioned already. Anyway, if you're a playwright, I wish you the best in your endeavors. And until next time, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.